Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris, and due to a loss in the family as well as a hellish couple of weeks, Lindsay won't be joining me this week. There are a lot of things going on in both our lives, and as we've strived to express through this podcast, it's incredibly important to know what needs to take priority in one's life. So as a result, it's time for another fireside chat. This time, I think it might come from a different headspace than the last one. Last time, I was facing a certain amount of darkness and a bit of anger and anxiety that needed quelling. But first, I want to thank everyone who has reached out in the last month or so. Uh, I'm obviously incapable of hiding, uh, especially on this podcast where I talk about my depression, that my depression has been worsening lately. And that, uh, as a result, it's been it's been much more challenging. A um, number of you listeners have reached out and expressed a concern for my well-being, and I uh, I, I I truly appreciate that. It is um, it's not something I take lightly, and it's something that I uh, I'm trying to I'm striving to improve on. As difficult as it is for me to really find anything that helps anymore, I'm still trying, and that's that's honestly what matters sometimes. This time, I'm faced with more of an existential ennui, something that I can't quite grasp, but certainly has its grasp on me firmly and without mercy. As last year was approaching its end, I found myself more and more focused on the darker parts of it, a breakup, difficulties in my health, both mental and physical, the failures and shortcomings along the way to becoming the person I am today. Who is that person, by the way? Something that's been told to me, to help me see outside of my own self-loathing and misery, is to take honest stock of myself. Good, bad, indifferent. Sort them out and see myself openly and honestly. So what I'll be doing with you, the listener, today is kind of going through that. So come with me as I open my Pandora's box, as it were, won't you? For starters, I am a man. I am 31 years old. I co-host a podcast with a phenomenal human being that I'm pleased to say somehow managed to help people sort out their own insecurities, as well as help the both of us in our own difficult times. I have the combined mindset of Bojack Horseman and Mr. Rogers swirling through my brain pan on a regular basis, which simultaneously lets me see the best in people and the worst in society. I look for warmth in cold places and desire the frigid night air when the warmth and affection of those in my life becomes too much. I feel like a burden when I talk about what bothers me, but I hate it when those close to me feel similarly about their problems because they certainly are no burden. I work at a job that has become one of the loves of my life, a juxtaposition to the previous ten years I spent 
at a job I utterly despised. I am enthusiastic quickly, and I often fall in love just as quickly. And as well, I am just as quick to lose interest once something has decided to become difficult. I have fluctuated in my weight back and forth well over 200 pounds in five years. This is something that bothers me deeply, as both times were through the extreme combinations of near-starvation diets and five days or more a week of exercise, rather high-intensity exercise. While I was doing those things, though, I felt good. I felt stronger and more capable and happier. I felt supported and cared about, I felt attractive, I felt more like the me I wanted to be. Those thoughts and feelings were destroyed as the depression snuck its way back in, and the weight slowly returned, and then continued to gain. I would see myself in the mirror, and I hated what I saw, but I felt powerless to do anything in the face of such a, mind you, self-defined, Hideous deformity and deficiency. I still feel this way, and it has, as such, ruined a majority of ideas of recovering any vestige of the person that I once was. I know full well that all I have to do is get up, do the work again, eat right, exercise, sleep the right amount of hours a night, rinse and repeat. This would be the third time that I would have gone through this kind of change, and both previous times I promised myself I wouldn't fail so far and become so, so miserable, and both times I've failed myself. I had always had a little degree of sad most of my life, as well as a bit of anger. Lately the anger has been overwhelming and almost entirely self-aimed. I am angry at myself for feeling like I do. I'm angry at myself for letting myself physically and mentally deteriorate. I'm angry at myself for so many things that it feels almost impossible to forgive myself or to let myself heal or hell, especially to work on making myself better. I'm full of this rage that just won't allow me to feel good, which makes me angrier and more and more frustrated. My therapist at first called this persistent depressive disorder, or a mid-to-low-grade depression that is chronic, or at least semi-chronic. It involves those feelings quite thoroughly, and the fact that my depression hadn't been crippling enough to keep me from working, or taking care of basic things for myself, like more serious depression sufferers have to go through. Knowing what the condition is, having a scary medical-sounding name to accompany a dysthemia, and moving on from knowing all this was troubling. I was thankful for an answer to what the fuck is wrong with me, but that didn't change the feelings I felt. It didn't change the sadness, or the anger, or the frustration. In fact, now that it has been somewhat upgraded to a full-blown major depressive disorder on top of all those feelings, the burdens that weigh me down and wear me out and make me long for an end to it all. I am finding myself completely without hope, without care, without light, 
I am tired. I am drained of every speck of healing light that I wished to give to others in my life. And it feels entirely selfish, these feelings I have. And the desire to be happy. To find someone to be happy with. To assuage the bitterness with love. To give to those in my life without a desire for recompense. And yet here I am. Mired in self-doubt, self-pity, and self-loathing. I can't promise you that these feelings are temporary. Or that things will get better. Or that life isn't capable of evoking cruelty on us. All of these things are nice to believe or hope for. We don't know, though. We simply don't know. We want for these things, for the bad to evaporate, replaced with a cleansing rain of good feelings from a cloud in our mind palace. But it's the disillusion of hope, the discouragement of failure, and the grief of starting over again that binds us to the darkest pits in our mind. That is the dark part in my brain. That is what I feel. That is how I truly, truly feel. And those feelings are difficult to combat. Because you know, deep down, that those feelings are just the depression, just the anxiety just the parts of your mind that don't want you to be happy for whatever reason that might be. Learning from our mistakes, growing from our failures, embracing the difficulties of starting over, those are what truly help us move on. Those are the defining moments in our lives where we strive to be the best human being that we can be. In my current mental state, Saying this feels disingenuous, to say the least. I feel like a fraud, pushing for a happier, healthier future for all of us where the darkness can be held off in the face of hope, when I don't even believe what I'm saying. But that's, that's the rub. I have to trust that I'm capable of these things just as much as anyone listening to this. I have to trust that I'm stronger than I feel, that I'm better than I am, that whatever life throws at me, I can take, I can learn, and I can grow from it. Hope springs eternal. The phrase comes from Alexander Pope in an essay on man, and it means simply that even in the face of adversity, people generally always hope for the best. It's that feeling when you flip a coin and suddenly you know what you truly wanted and hope for that outcome. Feeling hopeless and removed from that notion, it changes one's priorities. I want to hope. I want to feel like there is something at the end of the tunnel. I don't right now. But that doesn't mean I won't later. I hope that you're all doing well. I wish for all of you to not have to face these feelings, though I know many of you have, had, or will.
It's okay to feel like this sometimes. Bob Ross really said it best. Gotta have opposites. Dark and light. Light and dark in painting. It's like in life. Gotta have a little sadness once in a while so you know when the good times come. I'm waiting on the good times now. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like the Facebook page. Post in the subreddit, or how are you holding up? You know, we haven't been posting the episodes on there, but we're getting there. <laughs> or if you want to email us directly, email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Thank you again for listening, and as always, don't tell us to just get over it. <laughs>